millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, mate. Good morning, Al, and welcome all to Hudson's View, my Euro diary. Out on part one, we talked up. Uh, the tournament, we looked at Gareth's squad, we looked at all the things that build up the two games that we played in the preparation. We didn't learn much about England in those two games. We didn't really learn much about England yesterday against Croatia, did we? And I've got to say, I've just read your recent piece. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Probably word for word what I would have written. Well, it's. Um, I think you've got... Uh... Everybody looks at last night's match and they see England win. And it's it's reminiscent of, I go back to 66. I always think, how did we win that? Yeah. And uh, kind of, I still ask myself how we won it. And I I know we we had far better players than what we had today. As you guys, Bobby Charlton, Bobby Moore, Alan Ball, those type of players, world class. We haven't got any today. We see that last night. And I, I thought our best three players, our, our recent best players, were, were not playing. And yeah. I, I can't understand. I think you've got to get, with, with the early games we've seen so far, uh, and before going any further, before, I've got to say that this European Championship ain't going to, what we've seen in the first three days, it ain't going to take a lot of winning. No, I posted that up as well yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we see a very... Poor Turkey, we see a poor Russia, and we, you know, I, I mean, being a gambler, I look at these matches and I think, you know, even Shearer the other night was shouting his mouth off about how dangerous Russia were, and they had one shot on goal. And uh, if that's uh, if that's a dangerous team, then football's in a mess. Um, and it really, and you, when you think we got, we're leaving our best player, our best attack-minded player on the bench. What you know was Harry. Uh, has he got his transfer thing on his mind? Is he not fit or is he just lacking or missing someone like Grealish? You know, he, he just had no service. It was nothing. It's as if they weren't passing to him or he weren't available to be passed to. We, you know, he we pin, we pin all our hopes on Harry Kane. My, my friends had a big bet on him to England to win it and him to become leading goal scorer. Well, he might as well tear his ticket up if last night was anything to go about. Uh, because England, even if they did go on and win it, which is, you know, not it's not an impossibility by by a long chalk, but uh, you know, it's going to be a slog. Yeah, Where we, is it? we 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 look at teams that 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 can't win it, and I think you've identified uh, Russia absolutely, Turkey. <laughs> probably the worst performance I've ever seen in a major tournament. And I thought that the Croatia were exactly the same. I like, the, I like the bit that you you put in your writing, Al, on your Facebook page, your personal one. I'm going to put it onto your official Alan Hudson page as well. It's as though they've all three of them have already booked their tickets back home. 
Well, I, I, that you know, that that's the way. That's the feeling I got last yeah. night. I, I and when I was, uh, I I got made fifteen minutes. I thought I like to sit on my bike and do a little bit of leg work and uh, try and reflect on the first half. And I and I thought, what are these people doing over here? And I I, I kind of said to a couple of people yesterday morning, you know, said, oh, they got Modric. You know, Modric has been a brilliant player over the last few years. But the two semi-finals against Chelsea for Real Madrid, he was anonymous and yeah. he was you know i think when that time comes i know i did it stoke when i was 34 35 and i was I had a, carrying a couple of injuries and i weren't i didn't want i didn't want to leave football with people with, with people remembering me for my last few matches as you know uh, anonymous i don't you've got to get out yeah and that would that would that was not good enough for modric last night he was just he was out there for as if he was, he was like the, I don't know if his family can fly over, but it's like a, let's go to Harrods this summer, you know, and uh, they they just showed no intent of trying to get to England's centre halves, and I think this pairing at the back is, I mean Mings uh, all season is an accident waiting to happen. He's, yep. He he makes so many mistakes at, at top level in the Premier League, and you think that that if these other teams have done their homework, they got to say, well, let's get it there back to. But they didn't even want to attack us, and uh, there was no way they were going. Teams that go to Wembley and play for a draw are never going to get a draw because we always seemed. I mean, like the goal. I mean, it was it was like a Sunday pub team goal. The the defending was. Uh, Atrocious. If that had been England, it would have been there. Would have been a you know a right yahoo after. But um, now they, you know, you mentioned Croatia. You know that's they're one of the three teams that we've only seen of half a half a dozen games, and you know we can see see that they're three teams that are going. They they they're not going to be going through the group. That's for sure. They'll be going home. Absolutely, and there is three that that qualify from the group. We're yet to see Scotland. Um, and Czech Republic, they play this afternoon. They can't give England an easier game than that. I looked at the lineup and I keep on hearing Southgate, well, safe, safe gate. Safe uh, gate, yeah. <laughs> going on about how, how important it is to get balanced, to play players on form, etc., etc. Then he plays a player at right back and sticks him on at left back, where you look at the two informed in fullbacks, got to be uh, Chilwell and uh, Rhys James, both of Chelsea, who were both uh, Champions League winners to, to boot as well. It didn't make any sense. Well, the, yeah, exactly. You know, when he talks about the informed players, he hasn't seen Trippier, surely. No. Uh, and they've had a bad season, this team in Spain. Um, um, the two Chelsea fullbacks were were fantastic against Manchester City. They were the main reasons why they beat Manchester City because they kept the, the two wide players so quiet, you know, Mares and Sterling and Foden. They didn't get a kick against Chelsea and that was mainly because of uh, Rhys James. And, and the, I, I said after the uh, the game that uh, Stilwell is... Um, you know, I've never seen him with a hair out of place yeah. throughout throughout the whole season. Yet against Man City, his hair was all over the place. He he put in two performances, which was incredible. And they've had a long enough time to a, for a break. You know, they've been resting all this time. They'll be raring to go. When you're in that greater form, 
you know, it, it reminded me of 1970 when Peter, you know, we went to Mexico and Bobby Moore came back and he said, your mate was on fire out there, Peter Osgood. He said, I've never seen him. So I said, well, Bobby, I said, he just scored 40 odd goals in the, in the league. He, he won a CFA Cup. He scored in every round. I, I said, and he's out there gone on fire. He's a main, main striker, the best striker in England, if not Europe. And he didn't pick him. Yeah. And and it was it was kind of returned to the you know I, I mean put this morning returned to I, I was lost for a word but ro- again it's a robots isn't it it's yeah. you know so 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 ro- robotic I mean and and when you pick out a midfield player like Phillips who who had a, he he was exceptional last night because mainly because our main players were non-existent yeah. You know, that's what made him stand out, and that's taking nothing away from the kid. He he put in a performance that you want you want from that type of player. But against Croatia, we shouldn't even have needed a, a defensive-minded player. We didn't need Rice last night. We didn't need Rice and Phillips in midfield. We needed needed a creative player because they weren't going to get through us or whoever we played in midfield. Absolutely. And when you look at the selection, again, Gareth Southgate does like to play with two holding midfield players. He's either good. The only time he's ever going to play with one holding midfield player is if he plays another player at the back. The fella is just so defensive. He's so negative. It was something that we, we talked about in the uh, part one uh, of, of this uh, podcast series. We're going to do a podcast until England get knocked out. And to be quite truthful, if we do win the group and we do play the likes of Germany, Portugal or France, I do fear for us, especially when we're playing that system, because we're inviting teams on. Now, if you give players of ability the ball in your final third, they're going to hurt you. I couldn't believe in play how he didn't change it early when he realised how pathetic Croatia was and took off Rice, put on Grealish and said, look, I got it wrong. This is how we're going to go forward now, guys. Well, that would have been that would have been uh, as he did a couple of years ago when uh, they played against uh, them uh, Belgium, I think. And uh, I remember Don and I done something the podcast, and he he said, "Well, that, what do you think about tonight?" I said, "Well, it's all about if uh, they got uh, players like De Bruyne and Hazard playing, then you can bet the other team." But we know that we know what we're going to do. He said, "Well, you you love Jack Grealish." I said, "But he won't play him. He yeah. he just won't play. He don't want to play him. It's simple as that." Yeah. I mean, the kid the the kid in the game before when he got the penalty and he was taking players on and he was young, everybody was raving about him. But it seems he's just adamant. It's almost if he's stupid enough to say, "I'm saving him for the final." <laughs> <laughs> it's like when Alf Ramsey took Bobby Charlton off when they were two up against West Germany, and he thought, "I saved." him for the next game and the Germans scored three goals so there were no next game yeah you know you don't save your best players for the next game you play them now and uh, you know Jack would have had a field day last night against them you know I called them sideway players you know they're you know the, the boy that plays for Chelsea in midfield who played for them Kocovic or whatever his name yeah. is he's a sideways player they check the way Chelsea play they they play it sideways. It's the same as Liverpool. At Liverpool, they 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 got midfield players, sideway players. And, you know, you can play. You put Jack in amongst them, and then he'll make them look exactly what they are. Only he'll he will hurt them. And I think that's what would liven Harry up. I think Harry was kind of you know, when am I going to get some service here? You know. 
But again, Al, you've said that in in the first part of the uh, of this podcast series. You know, if if you're gonna you're going to be a midfield player. Your job really is to serve the forwards. And if you ask the forwards what midfield players he would rather they would rather have in in that team, I'm guessing first choice would always be Jack Grealish because he don't just serve them. He just puts it on a plate for him. The way that he passes the ball, he passes the ball like no other player. He takes the ball to the opposition and at the last second, bang, he delivers it. I can't believe the amount of passing that England do when they've got space to attack and then they'll just give a 50-50 pass sideways or, or, or a safe pass backwards. It's just beyond belief. You won't win anything playing like that. And it is just far too negative. And when you do play without that tempo, you're allowing your opposition to get into their shape, get into their positions, and it makes it doubly difficult. Well, yeah, I mean, we we see it week in and out, yeah. week in, week out in the Premier League, don't we? Yeah. Teams seems like uh, all teams down the bottom, you know, they, they sit back. We've seen it when Liverpool had their bad spell this season. You know, teams were going to Anfield and they were just making it very difficult for them. And and, and they, they forced that they just stopped Liverpool's fullbacks from getting forward. And that, and that was Liverpool absolutely cream-crackered, really. Uh, and, and that forced them into playing it sideways all the time. And Manchester City against Chelsea in the Champions League final. When you think of a team, they were all raving about this is this is a team who's going to wipe the floor with Europe this season, and they didn't have a clue. I think they had one shot in mm-hmm. in the final. And when when teams of Pep Guardiola, Guardiola team has one shot in 90 minutes, you've got to start questioning his their way of thinking and. Uh, do, do do they think that they're better than they actually are? Or, or I I just don't understand. That, you know the you know to to play Manchester City to play a game without a centre forward, and that is what that's what England done last night. Really, Harry was out there, but he wasn't out there because there was no point in him being out there. Why play a centre forward if you're not going to use him? Absolutely, and because the midfield is so slow and it's so predictable, Harry comes deeper and deeper and deeper to receive the ball. Then you've got no one up the front to get that ball. That, that Harry should be there. Harry should be, again, we've spoken about this, and Steve Perryman was saying this about with, with Glenn Oddle. Okay, we haven't got that passer of the ball at the moment in the England team, but the idea is to run away and the midfield players will find you. If you come to the ball, you ain't going to score a goal from there. So the whole of England's play just is so predictable. And I'm looking at social media, I'm trawling through the internet, and I'm seeing so many happy clappers that are just so ecstatic with a 1-0 win against Croatia. And I'm looking, I'm thinking... That was absolutely pathetic. If you think yeah. that's a good performance, you seriously need to give your head a wobble because that performance won't be good enough to beat any other opponents that we're going to play in this tournament. Yeah, well, we uh, we, we made an excuse in the two friendlies beforehand where we won 1-0 yeah. against a team that didn't even qualify, hadn't even qualified. And we won, we've got two goals in then games and we, you know, they've... I, I, I can't really remember the goals. It was seems that long ago. They've, I mean, they're, they're just they they leave they they leave, just leave a cloud behind us, you know. But they've always got seemed to have an excuse for 
Wow, it was it was a prep game. Well, you don't play. I mean, even some of the uh, commentators or what you ever call them pundits were saying. Well, I've never known a team to go into a competition and not play their best team beforehand. But they were making excuses for you know you've had a long, you know it's been a long pandemic and it's been on and off. Well, we're the only team in Europe that have had that pandemic. I don't think we are. I think every other team in the world has had the pandemic, you know. But we're we're blaming a pandemic onto our, uh, on the way we play, you know. The well, you, and I'd, all of a sudden Trippier comes up and he's the best fallback we got. Walker had the first ten fifteen minutes where I would have tucked him off straight away. Shocking, morning. Yeah. Unbelievable, Shocking. unbelievable. I'm not. I mean, I'm not a great Walker fan. I'm. Not, yep. He's a great. I mean, he, he he's he's more of Olympian runner for me. He's yep. very strong. He's very powerful. He would be a good. But if we if we had an Olympic team and you know with all these footballers, he would win the hundred yards, no doubt. No one would get by him. He's strong and he's powerful. But that was not. That's not what the game's all about. It's you know you you see the kid at Liverpool, the right back at Liverpool, he gets the ball and he puts quality balls in. Uh, and as as we both said, you know the Chelsea fullbacks are, are in such great form. How can you leave them out? And and Trippier looked. Uh, it's like almost he's come out from coming from the cold. Yeah. And and he looked out. He did. He just looked out of place. It's always if he picked him to take a free kick. Absolutely, you spot know, on. You know, you know. Uh, I, I, I didn't get it. I didn't get the team selection. Uh, right from the beginning, I thought. I mean, but what you have to look at, Paul, as well, is is on gambling terms. England were like a five to two on, three to one on shot. So yeah. there must have been people up to Sterling score, but he never looked like scoring. Mm. And. Uh, must people must have got raised a great sigh of relief once he scored because we, you know, unless he makes a move from the bench, which he which he wasn't going to do, there was no way in the world that, you know, they said before the game, these pundits said before the game, a draw is not a bad result because people do draw the first game and go on to win it. Well, that is that that for me is just an English trait. How can how can you think that way to draw the first game? Look at the Italians the other night. They went one 0 up. They see they were playing a load a load of no hopers, and yep. they went, oh, we got a chance here. We can get. They had not scored three goals in twenty odd matches. The Italians. Yep. And they see an opportunity here to to put that to bed, and they won three 0 and it could have been six. But you know, and, and Turkey is both. You know, as I say, it was Alan Shearer's. Uh, outside bet for the tournament so it just goes to show what people are listening to absolutely and you know again a number of pundits have mentioned turkey as dark horses and i said they, they were more like pit ponies than dark horses I well mean, i've always said about turkey turkey's all right they know turkey's all right once a year isn't it that's, <laughs> that's the way i look at them. as simple as that i say you and you can always get that with uh, you know why don't we have it all year round and they played like that, you know. It was a, it was a scandalous performance, and and it makes you wonder with these this this new system, what the youth are doing, all that. Where these teams, after these teams come from, you know, uh, it, it's just a, there's such a lack of quality, yeah, uh, in, in this day and age. When when players are earning so much money. You know, even even to the extent, I mean, uh, you hate to bring it up, but the, the you know he's one of my favourite players, a kid that had a heart attack the other yeah. day, 
if he did have a heart attack. You know, and it may it makes you wonder surely they you know, they they're they're talking about players of our day, the way we lived our life and everything else. These players are supposed to be ultra fit and mm. that you know, the, they they can tell you how many miles they've run in a game and this, that and the other, how fit they are and oh my God, you know, and then you've got a player out there having a heart attack shit. Yeah. I know it can happen, it can happen, things in life can happen, but you know, they put them on these monitors and everything else. Surely there's, there's, there's something that miss it. Apparently, um, though, I was listening to that, Al, earlier, and uh, every time that he had uh, an ECG at, at Tottenham, nothing uh, showed up. But sometimes you can have an underlying heart problem that can just come out at any time and, uh, and, and, and attack you. And I think clearly yeah. that's what happened with Ericsson. But you're right. I mean, ordinarily, these fit young men that have been playing football forever and a day just yeah. just dropped down on a football pitch. I did look yeah. at that and thought, that's absolutely awful. I thought the coverage was absolutely awful then. They kept zooming in on him. And I'm thinking, take the cameras away. I thought the Danish team were magnificent, the way that they were put that protective shield around him. But straight away, I thought, now in 12 months' time, we're going to be playing a World Cup a tournament in a country and it's going to be over 50 degrees. I mean, that just can't be good for the health of the football player, can it? Well, that's just, uh, I mean, it's good for the pocket. That's what yeah. it's good for. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's just, a, it's just an horrendous, horrendous venue. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely horrendous. And, you know, it all started with Blatter and Platini and all this. They've all got their money out of it. Everybody's earned out of this. Who wants a World Cup in Qatar, number one? You know, he's not a football nation. Uh, you know, we've gone f- from... Football doesn't come into it anymore. It's uh, how can you have a World Cup over there? It's just, you know... And you've, you, you've been dreading it before you got there. I mean, Mexico was bad enough. I, yeah. I remember the lads when they come back, you know, it's how well we played over there in such extreme heat. Uh, but... We have we I don't think we have the quality to go to Qatar and play like we did in 1970. You know because we had players that could actually, you know, not the players of last night. You you, I, I just I just fear that the game's gonna it's going down and down and down. The more money that comes into the game, the less quality we have. And it and it's uh, I mean it's unthinkable Qatar. I mean it's there was. They'll, they'll they'll have ambulances on the side, I yeah. would think. You know, and, it's going to be a dangerous World Cup. Absolutely, and you know, we again we've seen uh, before the kickoff. England players taking the knee, the Croatia players didn't. Our next game against Scotland, Scotland have uh, intimated that they're not going to take the knee, but now they've changed yeah. their mind. Governments have uh, been talking to each other and to the FA. Scotland now are going to take the knee. So they're standing yeah. up or sitting down or kneeling down rather for this political cause that um, the Football Association have told them that they have to do. Now, football and politics for me don't mix, but if they did mix, what are they doing about the World Cup in Qatar because the human rights of the Qatar <laughs> government and country leaves a lot to be desired to say the least so if they're going to just kneel for 
this Black Lives Matter, although they're saying it isn't Black Lives Matter, but for 12 months we've had it plastered all over our TV screens. They should yeah. be boycotting the World Cup in Qatar, but they only pick the political stances that they're told to pick, and that's what the fans, or it appears to me, the fans are rebelling against, and not the fact that these fans are racist. It's a ridiculous scenario, and I just wish that they would stop it. Well, I think I think the fans I think the fans are uh, are right because yeah. it's 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 like in America they say well you've got freedom of speech and we should have a freedom to do what we we need to do. Yeah. I bet if you went around the country and asked ask a lot of these players why they went down on one knee, did they did they do it for any reason? They say no, we do because we're told to. Yeah. Well, nobody would tell me what to go down on one knee before a game. If I, I'm I'm a professional footballer and I do what I. I do what I want before a game. It's different if you go. It's like going to a funeral. You go to show respect. Yep. You know this, and this is just meaningless. It's become meaningless, and and you got all these players. I mean, Mings, Mings again. That I heard the other day, the other what, a couple of months ago, he'd done the most wonderful speech about why they do it. And I mean, well, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I mean, a couple of my best friends are, uh, are black and. I went to school with one of them, and I love him like a brother. And yeah. we we took him into our household. There ain't no problem where I am, uh, but as he guards going down down on one knee, I I know our Chelsea team of the seventies. They they wouldn't have went down. Half of them wouldn't have been able to get up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it it was no no. It's it's we're going we're going way 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 beyond uh, what what everybody goes to the football for. You know, we spoke about it in in earlier podcasts about the Jock Steens and the Bill Shankleys and the Tony Watkins of our world giving team talks before the game. These people have been working hard all week down the pits and down the mines to come and watch a game of football. So go out and entertain them. Well, they haven't come to watch that. Yeah. You know, it's just it's a downer to start with. And uh and then you see the players all on the field together. They're all teammates. They're all, you know, all different colours, all different nations. They're all getting on. I mean, then they score a goal. They're all cuddling each other. So there can't be a problem. No. Nah. You know, I don't... It's, uh, it's gone beyond. It's, it's all about, it's, it's, I mean, we know, we know what it's all about, but um, it's, it's just clouding over uh, the game, isn't it? When, I mean, well, it just goes to show that we, we've, you know, we were going to talk about football and we've gone on to this subject because it it kind of it takes over and it spoils it, doesn't it? It certainly does, Al. And our next opponents are Scotland 50 years ago when you guys were demolishing Real Madrid in the Cup Winners' Cup final. Uh, in that May, England took on Scotland at Wembley in the home internationals and we, we beat them 3-1. Martin Peters and a, and, uh, and a Martin Chivers uh, brace uh, Hugh Curran scored the goal, by the way, for Scotland that day. England versus Scotland. It's the oldest international on the planet. Scotland will really be up for this game. They always are, and especially when they come south of the border and play England at Wembley. Well, there's there's no getting away from it. Uh, this is the game where you do want a full house, you know. Yeah. And, uh, They've done magnificent, really, Scotland, when you think that they haven't got the players of yesteryear. Uh, I, I remember the, the time they went to Scotland. Uh, to, they come to Wembley. We, we beat them in 
over there and they come and won one near at Wembley and the performance they put on was magnificent. They were so unlucky. Did Hutchison get the goal or something? He scored yes. a header or something? Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, you know, that was a night when the, the, they were already 2-0 two, two down and and you can imagine that being Croatia coming over here yesterday and they were already 2-0 down. You'd have gone, oh, well, they, they have come over for holiday. They have come over to go to Harris because they, they got no chance. But this guy's team and... Knowing the manager, you know, and the way he spoke, I mean, he did give a magnificent speech the other day about he's so proud of how far they come, but it doesn't end there. This is just the beginning, and uh, they will give England one hell of a game. There's no doubt about it. Everyone, they're where where England's these midfield players might think they had a they did a good job yesterday, but they got a job on their hands against Scotland. You and know, th- they won't give them a minute. And, and I think the defence as well, Al, because you're absolutely spot on. Scotland are going to play a typically British game. The, the the kickoff is eight o'clock on Friday night, so the climate's going to be a little bit cooler as well. I get all that; it's a little bit warmer. I get all that, but it's absolutely spot on for Scotland to take the ball by the horns and have a right pop at England. And if England aren't on it, they ain't on the metal. I can see Scotland getting something from this game. What would you do with the uh, with the team? Do you change your winning team? Do you keep that winning team? Do you look at getting momentum as the tournament's progressing? So you play your perceived best 11, which Southgate, we can only assume, knows what his best 11 is. And I think he probably does. The fact that it isn't our best 11 is quite irrelevant. But I can see him looking to get three points against Scotland, no matter how they win it. And then he'll rest players uh, for the third game against the Czech Republic. I think that's what he's got in mind. Maybe, maybe, mm. but I still, I still see, I still see shades of '66 again. You know, uh, mm. of Jimmy Greaves getting injured. Our best player, probably the best goal scorer in the world at that time, uh, he got injured. Got and then they, England won the next game, and then Alf see that that was his, that was his winning team, not yep. his best team, but his winning team. And from last night, he, he won't be able to drop Phillips. He won't be able to drop Rice because he's adamant that Rice is going to play. So there are two names on the sheet. So so you can you can have a bet on another negative um, performance. They'll be they'll be happy to get England will be although I don't think the the rivalry is as as much down here as it is north of the border. Yeah. They they will come down here with a different approach and the way we approach the game. Yeah. Um, and I think. Uh, you know they 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 won't they won't be setting up in a defensive manner at all. This this fella's going to tell them look we're going to go out and win this game. Uh, we we have no point in going for a, for a point here. You know that let's go and get them. And I and I, I really and he and he will take take strength out of them not playing Grealish. He'll and he, and and he'll he'll. Tell their players well. They, they've had a right easy time. This defence had a right easy time against Croatia. Well, we'll we'll, we'll let them. Know. We'll give them something a little bit different. They'll give them. A, they'll they will. The Mings Mings and the Stones won't be strolling about next Friday night. Absolutely, they'll have, a, they'll have a battle on their hands. Absolutely, I think it's going to be the hardest game, arguably, in the group when they do play against Scotland, because that's what the Scots do. They're going to give us no no time for breathers. There's going to be no rest by anywhere on that pitch. 
Declan Rice, you mentioned Declan Rice. I've looked at him. I honestly do not know what he offers an England team. I, I can't believe that he's one of the first names on the team sheet, and I believe he he is in Gareth Southgate's mind. And I think if you did say to Gareth, who's the first name on the team sheet, I think that Rice wouldn't be far away. Probably came first and Rice second. What does Declan Rice really offer, Al? Because I'm listening to these commentators telling me he's having a magnificent game. And I'm like, what the hell's he doing? I just don't get him. Well, I, it's a funny funny thing. Is uh, I'm sitting here last night uh, or yesterday afternoon and I'm thinking, uh, why hasn't he picked Rice today? Yeah. It's about 25 minutes gone and yeah. I'm thinking, why, why is Rice not playing? And then all of a sudden there was a melee, melee outside uh, the England box and they said, well, oh, didn't Rice do great there? And I, and I just see this huge figure and I thought, oh, he is playing. I, I couldn't believe it. Um, all, it's do, all, all it does is take away from your attacking options. And yeah. you, you see him play for West Ham and he, he's a big figure in the West Ham team. But that's the way they are. That's the way Moyes wants to play. He's got big, strong players apart from the kid Lingard who, who came down and saved, saved them a little bit last season but they, they it, it, it just uh, again it's it's the robot in the England team isn't it it's, yes, it is. they're so yeah. they're so robotic you know there's there's no there's no there's no guy or there's no there's, there's absolutely again we go back to Jack you know and it always seems to be the Jack Greeley show with us but that's what we're, but we're only talking about him because we're missing him. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, I, I just don't understand how, I, I mean, the poor kid on that, God knows what he's thinking sitting on the line watching that. Uh, I mean, if he, if he had paid for his, if he had paid again, I think he'd have went home. Yeah. You know, if he, if he hadn't had to stay, I mean, I did it one day with Revy, but that was, that was allowed. You know, I went over before the game. Actually, I weren't going to go and sit players who was, was a lot worse than me, mm-hmm. you know. I don't, I, don't, I don't see the fun in that. And I think it's uh, Jack must be thinking, what the hell must I do to get in this team? You know, he's he's done everything asked of him at the Villa. We all see the decline of Villa when he didn't play. Uh, and we see the difference in the two performances when in the second half the other night to the 90 minutes yesterday. Why? You know, if somebody come off down off the moon and, and, and what's a football match and what's, what's the, the last two games, they say, well, why is that kid not playing? Why has he left him out? You know, it just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. It doesn't know if I... I, would, I, wouldn't, mind if, I wouldn't mind if Sterling is in the form of his life yeah. and Foden are tearing him apart and you say, well, we don't really need a... We don't really... Like Liverpool, they don't need midfield players because the front three were so quick when mm-hmm. all these crosses were coming in, they were tearing defenders apart. But once they stopped the fullbacks, they were in, they were in trouble. Yeah. And, but last night, I mean, Foden and Sterling were non-existent. Yeah. Uh, if you don't get the goal, Sterling, he, he gets hooked off, you know, because he, he, he just... And that someone said about... Tell me, since he's had a magnificent game, and I thought, my God, what game are you watching? You know? it, it is incredible. And then when they say Declan Rice is having a magnificent game, I wish somebody in the studio would just say, because I, I post this on Facebook, 
please can somebody tell me how he's having a magnificent game? Because if he is, I don't understand football. I phoned my mum up before the game and my mum picked the England team and my mum picks Jack Grealish because she says, I don't really understand football, son. But you don't need to understand football to know that Jack Grealish is a brilliant player. And if Jack Grealish isn't playing, England don't play like England can play. And that's my mum. She's 79. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, she's, she's just uh, just catching royals for that. No, no, it's it, it's true. It's like I mean, we're laughing, but it is yeah, laughable. It is it's, laughable. Um, it's um, I mean, I I take it very, I take it on a bit because I've been there. I've been in Jack's position, and yeah. I take it very personal. When you think, you know, I, I remember one day. I had a, an argument with Keegan outside the Chelsea tunnel and Tony McDermott shouted over, telling him to put his medals on the table. You know, and I thought, well, anyone can get medals playing for Liverpool. Yeah. You know, you put a blind man in a Liverpool team and he'll, he'll get medals. And, and they say this about, well, how many caps? He, he, might, he must be better than him because he's got more caps than him. Well, Jimmy Greenhoff didn't get any caps. So he's, what's that make him? The worst player to ever put a football shirt on. You know, I mean, it just don't make any sense. And these players over the years have got so many caps. And I've, I always said about, <clears throat> I t- try to explain to people, you know, if you you, if you said, either this is before my granddaughter came into the world and I had no grandchildren, I thought, if somebody, how do you sum it up with years on and years on and someone said, well, your grand- and you've got your grandchild sitting on your knee and say, your granddad played 120 times for England. And my granddaughter turned around at me and said, and what did you win, granddad? And you say, nothing. My, my, my grandchild would just flip her, flip her eyes at me and say, well, it's no good then, is it? That ain't no good, is it? 120 caps for your country, you don't win nothing. And that's what England That's what England do. They, who, yeah, Peter Shilton both gets 126 caps. Yeah. One of some of his, you know, most popular moments was, you know, getting us knocked out of the World Cup, really. You know, it's he didn't, that that never gets mentioned against Poland, uh, but it's it's just you know, people do get judged on, you know, playing for England. I, I mean, how many caps are Ice going to get? And you you're going to say, well, he he'll he'll probably if they keep going and then they go to the World Cup, he'll play in Qatar because that'd be right up his street mm-hmm. if, because he's because of his lungs and everything else, but. You know, and people are going to say, well, he's got 50 caps more than Jack Grealish. And you say, yeah. well, no, it's no wonder our country have, have not been in a final since 1966. And we say every two and every four years, we all we just completely ignore our best players. And when England get a result, no matter how to get result, I personally would rather lose and play well and be entertaining than win boringly. That's that's just my opinion. That says I want to see football being played. But as soon as we win, no matter who we play, we had the same in the World Cup when we beat Panama. They all start singing, it's coming home, it's coming home. Guys, yeah. until we get our best players on the pitch, the only thing that's coming home is the team. And thankfully, they ain't got that far to travel these, <laughs> in this tournament because <laughs> it's only in Wembley. <laughs> And there ain't much on the motorways anyway, oh, so Jack, you can get them quick. 
But uh, no, it, it is. It's all. It's you know when we had this show on the last over ten years ago, the, when they put the Mavericks on and all that, and everybody was saying it, but we never learned from our mistakes. Nope. You know, they 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 said, well, you know, whatever goes on in this in this Euros, no good, bad or indifferent, win, lose or draw, South East, Southgate's taking us to the World Cup. So well, that goes to show that he's one of the FA. This that he's he's been with the under 21s, he's been with the under 18s, he's been with them all along the way, and they say he's got to be the best man for the job because he's seen them grow up. Well, he's seen them grow up and he's coached them all along the way to play the, the way that England play. Yep. Well, you can't do that with great, you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't see a Brazil team play like that. Yeah, they, they wouldn't do it, you know. You know, when you you, you throw back and see the you know, I, I put in the smaller in that blog about you know, when Roger Miller came on for Cameroon and started dancing with a corner flag yep. and you know, the ball was going, I mean, it was magnificent. This is great, this is entertainment, yep. it's, it's, it's fantastic. All right, we, it's all about winning, but. We, 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 when I signed for Stoke in my second time, they were they were 14 points at the bottom. I said, look, we got to we got to stop kicking the ball up the field. We got to start getting it into a midfielder. You you bet. I told Peter Fox to go. You got to drop it in my feet because we can. I said, look, it's it's proven that this the way you're playing is not working. Yep. You know, why are you 14 points adrift at the bottom of the league? Because you keep kicking out field and they keep getting it and bringing it back and you haven't got the players to keep a hold of it. Now, keep a hold of the ball. And 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 we haven't learned from... We haven't learned from the last 50 years of playing this game. We just continue to continue to, to play the same way. And... Uh, I never thought I'd say that you know we're not playing our best fullbacks. I, I never thought I'd do that, but it's come. That's what it's come to, and uh, it's no wonder that Harry was like a little boy lost last night. I've, I've never seen him so ineffective. Absolutely. So finally, Al, how do you see the Scotland game going? Will England win, draw, or will the Scots turn us over on Friday night? We'll be doing part three probably Sunday morning after we've sobered up after the night before. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sober up, don't ever sober. Um, no, I mean, I, I uh, this is, this is uh, I, I think they've done absolutely incredible to get where they got the, the Scottish side. All right, there's there's other nations that can boast about how many good people there, but Scottish football's been on such a low for so many years. Where have all these... I mean, our game relied on the Scottish players. For, yep. When I, you know, they come down north from north of the border and they took over yeah, the last Kenny. Where, when that, where was the last Kenny Dalglish? You know, these type of players, and you know, they're they're just not around anymore. And it's great. I, I don't know. Are kids getting born up in Scotland now? I don't know. You know, footballers. It's it's just it's like being. Living in Chelsea for or being born in Chelsea 69 years ago, and uh, I'm still the only local lad that's ever played for Chelsea. It's yeah. just it's just unthinkable. Yeah. And I, I say to you know, and I, if I knew anyone at the club, I'd just write to them and say, Have you ever t- kept that in mind? What is wrong with going with the local talent? You know, what it and done it at Stoke. He had five local lads in the team when I got there. And that is a little, little town in, in the Midlands, you know, the Potteries. And we we just we just ignore 
talent it's it's unbelievable it's um uh, and i don't know where i, I it, it's like watching a movie it's like watching a, a, a tv series like the invaders when the you know there was no one about uh, where where have these players in scotland gone where where have they you know it's like dave mccarvey looking down on on the game and going well where are all the scottish players you know where have they gone to when they come to Wembley when we were world champions and they said this is our World Cup and and it was a f- the most fantastic 90 minutes you know and that's what that's what we need in football but um, and that's what we'll see we'll see uh, we'll see a little bit of that Friday night there's no doubt about it it won't there won't be the quality of the the uh, 1967 game but there will definitely be the passion. And you won't see a one-sided game. And there's there's been three games so far. They've been so one-sided. You've got to turn it off. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I didn't I didn't think there was teams going in this competition would be so uncompetitive. It's it, it's it was too too easy. And for England to win one nil, that was a terrible result, awful result against a poor poor Croatia team. Absolutely, Alan. The bonus as well with not as many fans uh, north of the border coming down to watch the game at Wembley. At least if England lose, not like in 1977, we won't have our Wembley turf ripped up and we're still going <laughs> to need our goalposts you, you the say very not, next game you say, Tuesday. You say they're not coming down. They're all down here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was sitting outside a pub yesterday before the game and they're all down. All the jocks are down here. They're, I mean, they, they live down here. They're... Um, <coughs> I mean, it's like you know, my my friends always on about the Irish. He says, "Oh, you must you must come to." I've been to Dublin with him actually. He said, "It's the most beautiful part in the place in the world, Dublin." I said, "Well, how long have you been here?" He said, "I've been here fifty five years." I said, "Well, why don't you go back then if it's that beautiful?" <laughs> I just don't understand it. You know, know. it's uh, it's just it, there's something about England or London. It's probably why everybody from all over the world comes here now. I don't know. But instead of the invaders, I think it's going to be more like the Thunderbirds. Anything can happen in the next hour and a half, and I think it probably will. Well, absolutely. Will. <laughs> well, we, there's enough puppets about. I know that. <laughs> you know, we know we, because we know because we said before we'd done this podcast today and and before England played what it was going to be like. We yeah. called it. Uh, we called. I said Jack wouldn't play, and he didn't play. Him. Yep. Uh, especially after the other night, every newspaper, every former player, everybody I spoke to said Jack Grealish should be the first man on the sheet after the other night. And what does he do? He just seems as if he's a school teacher who wants to, you know, uh, or a headmaster that's uh, my cane. You know, I, I choose this team, not you. You know, and it's it's just, and you're what you're doing as well is you're taking the entertainment. It's like yeah. watching a show on telly. You're taking the entertainment away from the public. This yeah. this ain't their game. That this is not Southgate's game. The same as when Revy was manager. It's not his game. It's not Lee. It's not all about people in Yorkshire. It's all about people from all over the country. People in the Midlands. People in the South. People in the North. People down in Cornwall. You know, this is a national game, and but they get they they get this feel that you know people like Southgate that that this is the England game. This is the way England should do it. They and they got to toe the line. They got to do this. They got to, and it's and and it what they do off the field is exactly the same as they do on it. Yeah. You know, 
Tom 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 Revy's way was playing bingo and carpet bowls, and he got the sack after. Uh, well, I don't know how long he was there. It wasn't wasn't long enough to, mm. you know, both doing anything. But everybody has their own way. But they forget that it's a national game, and that it's 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 everybody's game. It's not theirs, you know. And this this is the annoying thing about it, Paul. Absolutely, and I suppose if I can nick a lyric from a 1984 hit by the Stoll Council, the past is our knowledge, the present our mistake, the future we always leave too late. And that is exactly what England do through the years. And the only decent England manager I've seen in my time is Terry Venables. I second that. He's my favourite. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky to know of follow Terry at Chelsea, and I know him as a man, and he's not very well. Uh, and uh, he has been the one man that has actually. I mean, even Shearer said last night, you know, without Terry Venables, he wouldn't be who he is today. Yeah. It, uh, it shows him before they went away on tour. He said, "I, I didn't think I was going to play." He assured me before two games before the tournament that when we get back home, you're going to be my centre forward, and that's what management's all about. Because Alan Shearer was the best centre forward, yep. and he picked the best. Teddy Sheridan was the best player to play alongside. We picked him. Uh, he picked the best midfield player, who was Gascoigne, who was the closest thing Jack is to. Uh, he just picked the best players, and that is that is the simplicity of being the England manager. Yep. Pick your best eleven players, not your favourites. Yep. Your best. Yep. You know, and that's that's uh, as I said to Jim White when we spoke about when I think you might put me on to him in the Daily Telegraph, Sunday Telegraph a few months ago. Yep. It's all it's all history repeating itself. Yeah. Because it seems... we keep making the same stupid mistake of not playing our best players. And you're absolutely absolutely right. You pull me up every time. Paul, I must pull you up. We haven't got to a final since 66. And the way we're going, I can't see us getting to another final for another load of years. (laughs) Well, I think, uh, you know, the the, the strangest thing about this, this podcast, it could come back and you know, shoot you in the foot because, yeah. as as I say, as I say that, and this this tournament is not going to take a lot of winning. No. And, and judging by what we've seen so far, we've seen an Italian side that hasn't scored over two goals uh, in twenty something matches, although they're unbeaten. Yeah. They scored three goals and could have scored seven. We've seen a Russian team. I don't know. They. No wonder they concentrate more about going into space. Christ Almighty. I mean, they, they, they were awful. We've seen three teams that we know that are going home immediately. Yep. Uh, and it's it's not going to, this this tournament is not going to take a lot of winning. And I think it's going to, that, that's the kind of thing that will give, that will be the, the team talk of the Scots. Yeah. You know, we, 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 ain't got, we ain't got a lot to fear here. Absolutely. You know, yeah. You know, and, and, and that was, that you know that don't happen too often. This is a poor, poor European trophy or championship. There's not many good. There's not many teams in it. And when England can play, keep continue to play, pick players who they pick, and come come away with a win. You know, it, it tells you everything. You know, it's... I, I don't. 
we're, we're, and, we're, and we're very fortunate, really, that we're playing every, we could play every game at Wembley, so it could be history repeating itself, you know? Absolutely, Alan. You're right. Sometimes when you do things, it can uh, come back and bite you in the bum. But what we do is we express an honest opinion. You give a professional and informed opinion of many years of playing the beautiful game the right way. And sometimes you don't call it right. But I think anybody that's listened to any of our podcasts would honestly say, Alan Hudson, every time he said something, he's been absolutely on the money, nailed it. And, oh, if only we employed people like Alan Hudson, players that say it as they see it, could play the game, pass on the skills and the tools of their trade to the apprentices. Perhaps we would have qualified for a final and perhaps we would have won one occasionally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do like to dream, don't we? But it's... um... I, I, as I say, the, the the main the main thing here is a very very disappointing we haven't. I think the big disappointment is you wait two years, yeah, and you, you don't see your best the, the players you want to see. Uh, I don't know if if there would have been a hundred thousand people gone into Wembley yesterday and travelled from all over the country and all over Europe mainly, and they'd have want to watch the best England team play. They would have come down. People from everywhere would come down and want to watch Jack Grealish. Yes. Some people don't like him. I've got, I know people that don't like him. And, yeah. uh, but, you know, not everybody, you know, knows a good thing when they see it. But uh, I think it's just so very disappointing for... I, uh, I look at it really, I, I take it very, very personal and think, what would I be thinking if I was Jack? Here we yes. go again, you Yeah. Know? You know, it's terrible, it's terrible. He, he, he should not be ignored. No, absolutely not. And I think um, that picture of Jack at Wembley just was typical of the English disease and I think typically of how Jack felt yesterday when he didn't kick the ball in anger. I think it's an absolute crime against football. But there you go. For me, Southgate has to go. The sooner that we get rid of Southgate, yeah. The the quicker that we get rid of him, the better. Sadly, the way that the English pick their managers, they'll probably promote from the 21s. And I did see on social media that the next taxi off the rank, which seems to be the phrase that they're all using these days, is Chris Powell. So I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it just beggars belief. But then again, he'll probably tick a box. <laughs> <laughs> and there's too many birds on these commentary teams, Al. I did post up uh, yesterday the two birds pitch side. They're only there to make the sandwiches at half time for the boys. <laughs> I don't know. You don't know. You, you really don't know these days. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, mate. We're a bit, a bit controversial again, but there you go. That's just how we see it. I'll, uh, I'll give you a call Sunday morning and we'll do part three after the uh, the Scotland game. Win, win, draw or lose. Lovely. Cheers, Al. Have a great day. Look forward to it, Paul. Ta-ra, Cheers, mate. pal. Bye-bye. 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 Thanks for listening, guys. Ta-ra, Arby. Cheers, pal.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.